everyone, welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 3, Episode 9, Katie and Emily. I gotta be honest with you guys, <laughs> I'm phoning it in this week. It is Saturday, I usually post episodes on Fridays, but I am just so tired. It's been over 100 degrees every single day for what feels like an eternity, and I'm sure all of you listening are just as burnt out on summer at this point. Oh my god, like, please fall, just come, because it's getting rough. So the plan is to do this episode today, obviously, and then next week we have the season finale, so that's season three, episode ten, and then I think I'm going to plan on taking a week or maybe even two weeks off before starting season four. So hopefully we'll have some like chillier September weather coming into season four. That's kind of what I'm banking on because your girl is tired and I'm sure you guys are too. So here we are to sit around the campfire and <laughs> no pun intended because of the campfire in the last episode. Anyway. Um, we're here, we're gonna sit around the campfire and talk about the aftermath of last week's episode when Effie hits Katie in the head with a rock, and Freddie hooks up with Effie, and so we open the episode to someone walking up the school steps in a leopard shirt and tiger print tights that are an abomination, like it's giving Animal Collective this fit, but it's okay, because We think it's Katie who has black eyes and is all rough around the edges from the incident with Effie, and so I can forgive this fashion choice on account of brain damage. They are sitting down for exams, and JJ's in the same class sitting next to who we think is Katie, but he takes a look-see and sees that it's actually Emily pretending to be Katie. So Emily's taking Katie's exams for her, which honestly is probably smart because this incident is going to take a really long time for Katie to recover from. There's no way she's going back to school soon. We see that Katie is actually home and super depressed and their mom, who we get to see more into the Fitch family in this episode than we did in the original Emily episode, their mom says that she hopes Effie gets locked up, and so clearly we're on a real anti-Effie moment coming into this one, which makes sense. I mean, it was fucked up what happened, and we don't really see Effie at all in this episode, so back at school, we have a Naomi scene, and Naomi says that she's going away for the summer because she needs to be alone. Naomi has a hard time with commitment, which I understand. She's had a really weird sense of boundaries and relationships from being raised in a dilapidated commune type of situation that we saw in her episode. So I understand Naomi has some issues. They're also teenagers, so things get wishy-washy. And of course, this hurts Emily because Emily is in love with Naomi, and they've been spending all this time together. They've been hooking up. Like, they clearly love each other. But Naomi's saying, I just want to be friends. And it's really hard for Emily. She's really sad. 
but they get into some like hardcore making out against the lockers because they just can't resist each other no matter how hard Naomi tries to push Emily away there's just a magnet drawing them together Katie's in bed and she's looking at photos she rips up the photo of her and Freddie which to me indicates that that relationship is over she does not forgive him for hooking up with Effie and leaving her stranded in the middle of the woods with a head injury so I'm glad that she doesn't just pine for him after that happened because he's just as responsible for everything that happened that night Katie tries to get into Emily's secret box. I didn't realize in the last episode that they literally sleep in the same room and have their beds right next to each other. For some reason, I thought they had separate rooms, but I cannot imagine being a teenager sharing a room with my identical twin. Like Emily says later in the episode, there's just absolutely no privacy at all ever. So Emily just has this lock box under her bed that is her one attempt at privacy, seemingly, And Katie's trying to get into it, but the little brother comes in and he's like, oh, I know what's in there. It's a box full of fannies, which, you know, all queer women obviously just keep a locked box full of photos of vaginas. Like, you know, we all do that. Just kidding. Katie and Emily still have this weird... that. Well, Katie's issue is just that Emily's gay and she refuses to accept it. And we see throughout this episode that she has this, like, obsessive ownership feeling towards Emily which is super weird and I don't know what it's like to have an identical twin but there is this power dynamic that the parents enforce where they really put Katie on top and treat Emily like the secondary child just because she's the younger one it's really bizarre and the Fitch parents are very into winning and winners and losers and like you got to be the best so it makes sense on some level that they even pit their children against each other and pick a winner and a loser which is not good not good not very kind emily and naomi seemingly had an afternoon tryst after school let out so they're in bed at naomi's house and they're talking about keeping their relationship secret. Emily thinks that they should go public and tell everyone that they're together, but Naomi's scared and she says she doesn't even know if she likes women or if she just likes Emily or if she's mostly into guys. Like, Naomi's really confused, which I'm really sympathetic to. Some people just know, and I definitely understand this feeling. Like, some people just know I'm a lesbian. That's it. Or they just know, I'm gay, that's it. They just have no question about it. But it's not like that for every queer person. Like, some people really struggle with their identities. And for me, it's such a fluid thing that every time I try to pin down one label, it ends up changing five minutes later. So it does get really confusing. And I definitely, my heart goes out to Naomi. But I understand how it's frustrating for Emily because it's like, okay, well, Naomi, whatever your sexuality is, like, they are together (laughs) right now, and they're attracted to each other, so I can understand why Emily is frustrated by it, because they are together, and they sleep together, and they just spend all this time together, so why not just tell people about it? Emily says, like, I'm not your experiment to figure out if you're bi or gay or what, And I also understand that, like, this whole dynamic is so relatable and 
just accurate to real life because, yeah, nobody wants to feel like they're just the experiment who might get rejected or no one wants to feel like they're the person who's hidden away behind the scenes because their partner's embarrassed to be with them. Like, it doesn't feel good. And I'm glad Emily stands up for herself and is setting those boundaries because she has every right to feel that way. So she leaves and she's just like sobbing at this bus stop at night in the cold. And then guess who shows up but Thomas, sweet, sweet Thomas. I literally cried at the scene because Emily's just shivering and he says that she can wear his shoes (laughs) and he gives her his shoes and he gives her a coat so she's not so cold and she says, I'm gay. And he says, okay, I mean, Thomas is a baller so he doesn't give a fuck obviously he's just a really nice guy i love thomas this scene is so sweet and emily says to him what do you do if someone fucks you over and thomas says you try to stop loving them and i the tears just tears fell from my eyeballs because thomas is obviously heartbroken about pandora and the fact that his girlfriend was sleeping with cook this entire time like pandora really hurt him and tried to keep so much stuff secret so this little moment between him and emily is just so touching i love it i love it i love it so emily stumbles in she finally gets home and there's a stoneham style but it's the fitch family dinner and we've seen flashes of them throughout the night trying to have this picture perfect family picture perfect dinner they tell the younger brother to go do pull-ups as his punishment for swearing there's no swearing in their house they're just trying so hard and then emily comes stumbling in with like hair all over the place makeup smeared She's had a rough night wearing Thomas's shoes and all eyes turn to her, even though Katie's sitting there with a head injury and bruises all over her face. But, you know, she's the golden child. So everyone is just kind of ignoring that and focusing on Emily, who spills that she's in love with Naomi. And one of the most iconic, I think maybe the most iconic Emily line is, yeah, she's rather beautiful. So I was nailing her. I fucking love that. I want a t-shirt with that, but not really. But if there was one, I would love it because it's just so good. And it's good to hear Emily finally speaking out. And the family just doesn't believe it. They don't want to believe it. And they just brush her off. And Katie has been trying to tell the parents that Emily's not gay to, like, help Emily It comes down to this ownership complex that Katie has over Emily, and she says that it's, like, with good intentions because she wants Emily to not get in trouble, but it's like, no, you just want to control everything. Good try. And then the little brother comes out with this fucking line. This is my favorite moment in the whole episode, is just the little brother being like, the McPhersons say that they're called dykes because you have to stick your finger in them. And I was like, oh my god, only skins. Only skins can pull off this line without me being super annoyed. Like, they make it so funny. <laughs> Katie and Emily just get into a fight, and Katie is so insecure. Like, she tries so hard to overcompensate because. Emily does get better grades and Emily is more reserved and stuff. So I think Katie has this like weird feeling of jealousy and insecurity when it comes to Emily that she tries to 
put her down and like control her decisions so she can feel like she's the one in charge. This whole family has a real case study potential for some psychologists because it's a lot. <laughs> and Naomi goes to the Fitch's house to talk to Emily, but she gets intercepted by Mrs. Fitch at the door, who is very threatening and super just aggressive being like, you're not going to talk to Emily anymore. You're going to leave us alone. She's not gay. It's hostile. It's very hostile. This opens the opportunity for Naomi to have to fight for Emily for the first time because so far, Naomi hasn't wanted to commit because she's just afraid and all the reasons we talked about. And this is the first time that her ability to even be with Emily is being put in jeopardy. And it's like, yeah, if you want to be with someone, you got to fight for them. You got to, like, prove to them, to their family, everybody that you're going to be with them. And so I think this really changes the dynamic in the relationship between Naomi and Emily so that Naomi has to put in the work or else, like, who's going to tell Naomi what to do? That's really what it comes down to is ain't nobody going to tell Naomi what the fuck to do. So now that she's being told no, (laughs) she's like... (laughs) so anti-authority and punk that of course the second mrs fitch is like you can't see her naomi's like oh okay bet like let's bring it on bitch (laughs) either way naomi does leave and we see that katie and emily are making up a bit upstairs they are speaking twin in the morning which is this language that they've created as children and it's like their code language So I'm not going to try to repeat what they were saying. But basically, Katie says sorry to Emily. And there's just so much tension between these two. Like, the fighting is just going to continue because Katie needs to just let go of the fucking grasp on Emily she has. And I'm sure also with her incident and Effie and everything, she's even more pissed that Emily's got someone and she doesn't. Oh, that's what it is. As I'm talking about it, I'm realizing Katie doesn't think it's fair that Emily has a relationship and Katie doesn't because Katie's supposed to be the popular, cool, hot one. I don't know why it took me this long to figure that out, but I never had siblings, so I don't think in this way, but... That's totally what it is. So Katie does say sorry, and they decide to get dresses for the upcoming love ball. What a good time for there to be a love-related dance in the midst of the hellfire chaos that is this cast right now. And they meet up with Pandora. Pandora's sulking in front of the dress shop because she's returning the dress she got because she wanted to go with Thomas and he still doesn't forgive her and so of course she feels terrible and Katie invites Pandora to go with her and Emily and Pandora's so cute she has her little pastel outfit on by the way in this scene like the pastel blue eyeshadow it's just so cute and she's like yeah we're gonna go together like go girls it's just so sweet I love the girls in this season I don't think there was anywhere near this much camaraderie in the first cast between the female characters there was basically jal being a good friend to everybody and cassie and michelle fighting the entire time like there was no union of female friends really 
So I love that the girls in this cast are so much more prone to banding together. And Pandora even says that she's never doing surf and turf with a boy ever again. And then they have an amazing dressing room montage to Alcohol by the Millionaires, and I lost my shit. It made me so happy. That's the most serotonin I have had in months at this point. (laughs) But of course, who walks into the store looking for suits other than our friends, Freddie and JJ? And Katie is just like, fuck you to Freddie. Because, yeah, he hooked up with Effie. He did do that while he was with Katie at the campsite. There's really no way around that one. It was a shitty move. Even though he's in love with Effie, it doesn't make it right. He shouldn't be dating Katie if he's in love with Effie, you know? So I understand why Katie's really pissed at him. And JJ is just an anxious wreck about this whole thing because his mind is just on the fact that he slept with Emily still. (laughs) Like, JJ has not moved on past that moment. He had one amazing night, and he's holding on tight to that one. So there's a little bit of kerfuffle when everyone sees each other. (laughs) Katie confronts Freddie. They end up in the dressing room together, and Freddie tells Katie about Emily and JJ sleeping together, which obviously was supposed to be a secret, and Emily's saying to JJ, like, you didn't tell anybody, right? And JJ's like, no, of course, I did tell Freddie, though. And Emily's like, fuck. (laughs) And then, yeah, at the same time, Freddie's telling Katie about Emily and JJ because he just assumed that she already knew about it because they're like twins so they would like tell each other everything. Freddie, you're so dumb. He's such a himbo. Like, And then I wrote, why is Katie yelling at Emily about JJ? But it does go back to that whole thing where Katie's like, wait, you're getting laid? People are falling in love with you but you're like the ugly loser sister and I'm the cool hot one and nobody loves me. So that's definitely just an insecurity thing that she wants to control Emily's actions and Emily says I don't have to ask you for permission to sleep with someone and Katie starts screaming at the top of her lungs yes you do oh my god like I've never heard anyone in the show scream that loud I think Katie is like the loudest one so Emily's just sitting and sulking after Katie's berating her for sleeping with JJ and the mom comes in and is like Hey, Emily, be sympathetic to Katie. No one's ever hurt you like that, which I guess on the surface level is true. Like, yeah, no one's bashed Emily's head in with a rock. But emotionally, yeah, Emily's been hurt that bad before. Terrible parents. Just terrible no parenting skills. That is not a helpful thing to say at all. It's just really awful. So we cut to class, and Naomi has this, like, really cute emerald green American Eagle sweater that I love. There's, like, so much good fashion in this episode. So gotta point out that sweater because it looks so comfy. I want to wear it. And Naomi meets up with Katie. Katie uh, tells Naomi about Emily and JJ sleeping together obviously trying to keep Naomi and Emily apart and of course Naomi's shocked she had no idea that Emily and JJ slept together this is definitely an intense moment I was getting a little bit stressed 
We just kind of brush past it, though. As we do in the Skins universe, there's just a shocked face and a moving on <laughs> immediately. It's time for the ball, baby. Love ball is a go. Freddie and JJ show up at the Fitch house, and there's the typical awkward family scene where the dad's, like, threatening the boys and giving them real crazy eyes until the girls come down in their beautiful purple gowns, and they look so stunning. The Bristol's best for this episode is just everybody's love ball outfits, of course. I think I have an official one to give out, but, you know, they're all dressed to the nines, I guess you could say. <laughs> I absolutely adore Pandora's outfit. She has this, like, disco ball silver tie with these interesting patterned socks and the super Lizzie McGuire 90s hair with the butterfly clips and all the little wispies everywhere. Pandora's outfit is classic Pandora, and I love it. Thomas is wearing a paisley suit, looking very dapper, and... They're just standing outside, JJ and Freddie and Katie and Emily, because Katie demanded that the boys go with them to make them look good and to make it look like everything is okay between Katie and Freddie. She was just like, Freddie, you fucking owe me. And he's like, yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> so the four of them are kind of standing out by this fire, chugging potato moonshine, which I could like feel just the lighter fluid feeling in my throat as they were chugging it oh god once naomi shows up then this whole thing with katie and emily and naomi this toxic ass dysfunctional triangle implodes and katie and naomi are arguing and then emily walks in and then there's just fighting it's just fighting the girls are fighting <laughs> Out on the dance floor, Doug and Harriet, the two teachers, like the headmaster and the headmistress, like confess their weird love for each other, which is kind of just a random tidbit. I love how Skins doesn't really give any plot to these characters, but just gives them random scenes for seemingly no reason, just to make us laugh. And other than that, we're beating on Katie, who already has brain damage, so it's probably not good to physically beat her head, but you know. I guess it happens. Katie and Emily stumble into the middle of the dance floor, interrupting everything, interrupting the headmaster's little love moment. And they're just brawling. And everything gets aired out super publicly now. Everything that people have been trying to squash down and hide and pretend isn't happening and cover it up and keep good press. <laughs> it's coming out in front of the whole school. So Emily says... I'm not you, and she takes off her dress and her shoes. She's just wearing her slip underneath. And we get the most badass Emily scene where she says, I like a girl. No, I love her. Okay, I love her. And she points at Naomi, and Naomi holds her hand out, and they're going to just tell everyone that they love each other finally. Uh. Pandora is just sobbing in the background of the scene, which is really heart-wrenching. <sighs> Pandora is just so sad. And yeah, Naomi accepts Emily, and everybody's like clapping as they walk out together, hand in hand. And then Pandora and Thomas make up. I'm sorry I'm talking this way, but my little sweet sappy heart can't handle it. 
It's too much. So, yeah, Thomas says, hi, I'm Thomas. Nice to meet you, which is officially giving Pandora the room to start over, start fresh. Uh, Guys, love. Beautiful, beautiful love. And, yeah, the episode ends with Naomi and Emily walking down the stairs of the school hand-in-hand as the chaos of the love ball ensues behind them. It's just really beautiful. And then the next episode is the season finale where we see what the fuck Effie's been up to this whole time because, yeah, Effie and Cook were nowhere to be found in this ep. But I think that the cast is going to be able to band together now that all of the other drama's been aired out everybody knows each other's secrets and Effie and Cook are the only ones who well I won't give you any spoilers so we'll just leave it on that cliffhanger so thank you guys so much for listening I'm sorry I'm so tired and brain dead this episode but I really do love the episode itself so it's still fun to talk about I'm just a little sleepy pants but I will be back next week to talk about the season finale And then, like I said at the beginning, I'll take a little break because I need it. I'm sure you guys need it. We'll regroup in September at some point. So thank you, thank you. See you next Friday. As always, you can follow at Podcast on Instagram. I post to the Reddit and the YouTube eventually at some point. And yeah, have a great week. Take care. Thanks. Bye.